All right, Dr. Dentith, I want you to close your eyes and listen only to the sound of my voice. You are getting sleepy. You feel yourself slowly sinking into the chair. Wait, sorry, is this some kind of ASMR sex thing? No, it isn't. That's a shame. Yes. Now, concentrate on my voice. You are going back. Back. Now, you are safe and relaxed. Tell me where you are. It's... it's November of... it's November 2014. It's the launch of my... it's the launch of my first book. It's... it's our live episode. Oh, good times. Good times. Oh, but now we're talking about JFK for the first time. And we're discussing occasions where conspiracy theorists got it right by accident? Very good. Now, sleep. You're moving forward through time. It is now November 2015. What do you see? I see... Drew? He's a guest on the podcast and we're discussing his views in a segment we called... No, no, I've lost it. Now we're talking about the terror attacks in Paris and the false flag attacks that came up around them, because of course they did. And now we're talking about JFK again, but this time there's someone else. Is that the ghost of Bertrand Russell? Is it what Bertrand Russell thought about the subject? Interesting. Very interesting. All right. I want you to relax once more. Move forward again. You can probably skip November 2016, since the only thing we did then was a special on the US presidential election. Let's go to November 2017. Can you see yourself there? Yes. Yes, I can. No, wait, no. Something's wrong. Uh, We're talking about JFK again. Well, he was killed in November, so we usually had a reason to mention him around that time. Concentrate. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. No, 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 you're right. This time we're talking about the JFK document dump and what it showed. Uh, I'm moving on. Now we're discussing the Paradise Papers. And now more false flag theories. The USS Liberty incident and the Kaiten massacre, I think? Very good. We're nearly there now. One more year forward to November 2018. Are you there, Dr. Dentith? Yes. Yes, yes, yes I am. There's there's no JFK. Instead, we're talking about the death of John Paul I. Now we're reviewing things. Strange and terrible things. A book. It's called Morningstar's Tale. And another. Ethical Human Rights. Yes, Ethical Human Rights. Awful. And I'm interviewing Pat Stokes. Oh, oh, that's much better. And now we're discussing World War I and the stab in the back myth that followed it. Wonderful. You've done very well. Now it's time to return to the present. When I snap my fingers, you will be back in 2019, calm and relaxed and ready to record this week's episode. You will be at peace with the fact that the episode is a week late and it's all my fault. You will only feel love and contentment, and you will cluck like a chicken. Oh, oh, I feel completely refreshed. Let's get on with the episode then. It's November 2019, and this is the Conspirer. <laughs> Conspirer.
classic. The Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy, brought to you today by Josh Edison and Dr. M. Denton. Welcome to the Podcaster's Guide to the Conspiracy. I am Josh Edison. As always, Dr. M. Dentith, this time, that seems a little low class compared uh, well, to your decanter look, full of... I've just had three very good specialty gin and tonics. So okay. I need, I, I feel the need right. to water yes, no down the quality of those what could happen. with Indeed. Boundary Road. Which is a decent supermarket beer. Yes. No, not that you wouldn't know. Well, no, I, well, no, my wife likes it. So I, I know second, second hand. <laughs> Josh, second your hand. wife likes a lot of things, and also she's your common law partner. Mm. Uh, well, we'll be t- speaking about laws common and otherwise in the bonus section, but not in this section. Because we're doing the news episode, and yes, it is a week late. Uh, I wasn't able to record <coughs> last week. And so, so, so this, this, that is nominally the news episode for November is now going out in December. Although given that we'll probably have to finish December early because of all the Christmas business, we probably won't have a December news episode. So maybe we can call this the November slash December one and cover Nothing our, interesting cover happens in December no, anyway. No, who knows. Um, yes, so it'll be new. It'll be a catch up. It'll be things we've talked about behind your backs with our favorite people, the patrons. But it's true. We talk about we, we talk about you behind your backs oh, so all much. the time. Probably the patrons know so much about you. Mm. Frankly, I'd be worried. Uh, but speaking of patrons, I understand we have a new one. Yes, the mysterious N. 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 Almost, almost as if they're trying to be my trying successor. to one, one up you. Yeah. Well, they're. N comes after M. Maybe mm. they think they'll be the next James Bond. Oh, have you seen the trailer for No Time to Die? No, AKA just... Daniel Craig has a paycheck? No, I've, I've seen the posters, but not the trailer. For some reason, people seem very excited about mm. this James Bond trailer. I watched it going, Daniel Craig really, really wants out, and he's really, really mm. angry about it. Well, I mean, he... admittedly, it means he's expressing emotion for the first time in James Bond's career. Oh, so nice. basically Casino Royale. Mm. But the expression is anger, and the anger is, I need to escape what's happening in this film. Yes, he hasn't been fairly upfront about the fact that he'd like out. And yet he keeps on taking paychecks to do more. It's Mm. as if they're forcing him to do more James Bond films. They keep on saying, well, we'll offer you money if you'll do the next one. He goes, I don't really want to at all. That check's quite big. Mm. Maybe I'll do one more, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Mm. Anyway, we're not here to talk about James Bond, although we could. Um, I mean, we actually could for the whole conspiracy theory angle. Well, there's lots of conspiracy theories in Bond, yeah. But uh, that's not in the script. For this week, the script uh, involved you clucking like a chicken, which you did very well, I thought. Mm. Uh, but no, the, now the rest of the script is news uh, and updates to previous news stories, so we'd better fire into them. I Indeed, let's play the news sting. Mm. Breaking, breaking conspiracy theories in the news. So, where do we begin? We begin in the UK or Russia? Well, somewhere in between. I mean, basically the same thing these days. Everywhere is Russia, Mm. as we're finding out with modern-day political economies. So, yes, there's been a bit of a story over the last month about a potential hack of an election, but not in the US, but by the Russians in the UK. Josh, what's been happening in the UK that's got people so worried about Ruskies under the bed? Mm. Uh, Well, so there's been this report 
that that we think talks about how uh, Russia interfered in the Brexit referendum. Uh, it's written by the Intelligence and Security Committee of the British Parliament. Uh, we say we think it contains that because it hasn't been released. No, um, it's and hasn't been released in a very, very suspicious way. Mm, so people are thinking that possibly it's going to show that Russia interfered in the campaign and maybe boosted the Leave campaign. And given that a general election is on the way, that would probably... Which is all about Brexit. Mm, which is all about Brexit. Uh, so that's going to be a bad look for the Tories if it turned out that Russia was meddling and, and helping their side. So it all seems like they're trying to stop this thing from coming to air uh, so that it doesn't hurt their re-election chances. Yeah, so this is a case of a committee of the British Parliament looking into potential election espionage or hacking by Russians with respect to the Brexit referendum. The report was completed and submitted to Downing Street for general release. It was expected that the report would be released before Parliament broke up before the election, and then Downing Street didn't do anything about it, and then when pressed about it, indicated that actually we will be releasing the report after the election, which is basically all about Brexit that the report deals with. And people are going, this looks a little bit like a sneaky trick. Mm, it certainly does. And it's it's got people talking. It's got Hillary Clinton talking for some reason. I don't really know that she has anything to do with it. Well, but I, she's think, not I, I think basically as soon as Russia and election hacking comes up, Clinton is the first mm. person you talk to. Yes, probably. And also um, Marina Litvinenko, that's the wife, is it? Of Indeed, Alexander the wife Litvinenko? of Alexander Litvinenko, of the, the famous poisoning. Yes, Russian expat killed by a polonium poisoning, probably on the behest of the Kremlin, although the Kremlin denies this mm. fact. And she wants to basically sue the Prime Minister to get the report released. But her suing the Prime Minister is conditional on getting funding through a crowdfunding campaign. Mm. And I haven't seen any update as to whether that eventuated. But basically the election is in a week's time. So this is going to basically be old mm. news very, very soon. Yes, so it seems the... The, the Tories really just need to run the clock, run out the clock on this, and they seem to yeah. have almost succeeded. So, yeah. Um, so, moving on to something a bit more cheery, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, that's not cheery at all. It involves sex, slavery, and suicide slash murder. So, we haven't really talked about the Prince Andrew thing, have we? No, no, it hasn't come up at all. But yeah, you 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 all know Prince Andrew has been. Tied to Epstein, there's, it's well documented that he was buddies with him. And then he gave that interview, which I think he thought would work to his advantage. As did his daughters, who were the people who actually organised the interview. So initially when the interview went out, the standard story was that Buckingham Palace, i.e. the Queen, had approved of the interview. And then it turned out, after the interview went out, that the Queen was unaware of exactly what was going on, and it was in fact Prince Andrew's daughters, the princesses Beatrice and Eugenie. the other one, uh, yes, there we go, having organised it, and apparently one of them now just cries constantly because she's realised what she's done. Yep. So yes, Prince An Andrew gives an interview claiming to not know what Epstein was up to, having never met the complainant in question, which is... Virginia uh, Giuffre, I think Thank it is. Thank you. 
which has kind of gone pear-shaped because mm. of the photo of Andrew and Virginia in one location. Emails having been released which indicate that Ghislaine Maxwell was contacting Andrew in 2015 mm. about giving information about Virginia and all sorts of other ancillary information which indicates that maybe Prince Andrew is in fact a lying dunderhead. Well, yeah, I mean, there seemed to be a fair amount of implausibility in the way he accounted for things. I mean, trying to say the, the photo of the two of them standing together is doctored and her claims that he sweat a lot proves she's lying because, because apparently he's... he lost the ability to sweat in the Falklands War. That's not a lie. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yep, Despite you know. the fact that most doctors say that the kind of condition he describes, which is a PTSD condition actually makes you more liable to sweat, not to stop sweating entirely. Mm. And then there was the fact that there, he was able to specifically recall his whereabouts on one particular date many years ago. Pizza Express Pizza and working. Mm -hmm. And yet... Now, admittedly, I have to say, if I were a member of the royal family... I'd probably remember going to a pizza chain restaurant. Mm, That's one of those once things. Once in a lifetime thing a case for a royal. Oh, yeah. this is how plebs eat, is mm. it? Do I eat the pizza with my fingers? Oh my God, this is amazing. Mm. But yeah, so it, it it all it all appears to have backfired on on Andrew. He um he, he's no he's retired, hasn't he? He's he's withdrawn or being from, forced to resign. Mm. Oh, actually, did you hear about and the Trump the, connection? Uh, oh, the, the fact that Trump claimed... To have not met Prince Andrew or know him particularly well, mm. despite the fact there are numerous photos of him w with Prince Andrew at Jeffrey Epstein's manor. Yes, yes. In fact, someone even managed to find a photograph that had... who was it's, it's got two of them at Trump and one of the others in the foreground, and then very obviously the other one in the background. I can't remember if it's Andrew in the front and Epstein in the back. But yes, they've managed to get plenty of photos of Trump with uh, Andrew, plenty of photos uh, with all of them and Epstein. Yes. It's all looking... Yeah. Just a little bit wonky. Yeah, it is just ever so slightly weird. But that hasn't been the only Epstein no. news. So over the course of the last month, we discovered that there was a story with ABC anchor Amy Robach, where she basically, in between shooting segments on an ABC news show, was complaining to a producer about how they wouldn't air a show about the Jeffrey Epstein allegations, which then went in a rather weird mm. direction, didn't it? Yeah, so she said she'd, uh, this was what, 2013, I think? Yeah, it was. Um, so she, she'd had the story years ago, she'd had a source, she'd interviewed, she was all ready to go with the story about Jeffrey Epstein and the network nixed it. And so she was complaining about this in between takes, but the camera was still rolling and it was still recorded. Then last month, or a bit more than a month ago now, I guess, um, this video got leaked via um, Project Veritas and people the, who's... Uh, the James O'Keefe outfit that we've poured scorn mm. upon in the past. So uh, initially it seemed slightly dodgy just because we tend not to trust anything the guy says, but the video appeared to be legit and then there was a, a, bit, of, a bit of stuff about how it apparently had been leaked by someone who worked at ABC at the time, it had moved to CNN, and then when it was found out this person had leaked ABC, sort of said, oh, by the way, CNN, that person working for you just leaked material they shouldn't have, and then the particular leaker got fired, which, I mean, is kind of fair enough, I guess. I mean, it's like whistleblowers mm, and all that yeah. sort of stuff. It, is, it's, it seems a little bit dodgy, but on the other hand, if you are working for a private corporation, that's the sort of thing they would look down on quite strongly, so I don't know. However, on the did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself or was mm. he murdered conspiracy theory angle, 
Two interesting tidbits. For one thing, two of the corrections officers who were involved in supervising Epstein are being charged with failing to do their jobs and then covering up their dereliction of duty. Mm. Um, but as with most of the stuff that's come out, it kind of works both ways. I mean, you know, that, that's consistent with them being paid off or whatever, or, or, or deliberately hiding the fact that he was murdered. It's also consistent with them just being a little bit incompetent in, in, a, in a poorly funded prison system and trying to cover up their in, incompetence with... Uh, uh, by, by doctoring records after the fact. Yeah, so. although what was interesting was that Kathleen Hawke Sawyer, who's the new director of the Federal Bureau of Prisons, the previous one had to resign because of the whole Epstein fiasco, has said that FBI agents are looking at the possibility that a criminal enterprise played a role in Epstein's death. Mm. Which again, yeah, it, it shows they're looking into it. It doesn't you know, if, if you believe Epstein was murdered, you'd jump on that and say, oh, look, see, look, even the yeah, authorities even, think yeah, he was murdered. Even the authorities murdered, know. Whilst you, if you don't think he's murdered, you might go, well, you know, the authorities have to tick every mm. single box. So they're going to at least investigate the claim, even though we know it's nonsense. Mm. Um, there's also an interesting little story where a, um, there was a poll in the States that uh, by, who was it? It's not written down there. It was like Survey Monkey, wasn't it? Oh, Which I wondered yes, if they were related yes. to MailChimp. Yes, I don't think yes. so. That was a joke we made in the Patreon yes. episode. Um, so it's a, a survey of people in America basically saying, do you think Epstein was murdered? And the number one response was yes, um, followed by I don't know, followed by no, he committed suicide. Um, which obviously doesn't prove anything, but it, it does show there was the, the previous study, um, the previous survey rather, had shown fewer people thinking that he had been murdered, so the number is rising. And apparently, um, the the belief that Jeps, uh, Epstein was murdered. Oh, I kept doing the Jepstein. Jepstein. Mm, Jepstein. That's, that's my good old Jeps. That's, that's how he's known on the street. <laughs> Meet George Jepstein. Mm. Do, 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 do. Um, apparently, the belief that Epstein was murdered is quite a quite a bipartisan belief. That it was it's almost fifty fifty whether you're Republican or Democrat. People who believed, obviously, uh, your political affiliation probably affects who you think was behind the murder. Yeah. There's there's the, the, the old Clinton body counts coming out again. So, you know, people on the right will say, oh, you know, he had dirt on Clinton, so Clinton had him killed. People on the left say well, he had dirt on Trump, so Trump, Trump had, had him, him killed. killed. Or, you know, so and so and libertarians think that he was just killed by anyone. Mm. Um, so, yes, Epstein. Wacky fellow. Glad he's dead. Yes, I have to say. However, you know who's not dead? The, the Fidel Castro? No, he is. I think the, the diplomat at the Cuban embassy. Right. I was leading you, you know, into an obvious segue, was... and you had to go straight to Castro. Mm. Well, I don't know. I see Cuba, I think Castro. I see, Castro I think all. April some. Oh, that too. Um, but no, so there's sort of been, there's been more stuff that's come up with the idea that maybe there just plain wasn't an attack. Yeah, so this is a update on the whole... Cuban sonic, sonic weapon, weapon thing, which we also talked about with respect to the US Embassy in Beijing, where mm. they had a similar issue of diplomatic staff, both in Cuba in and Beijing, basically falling ill and suspecting it was a sonic weapon that was causing the nausea and other nondescript symptoms the diplomatic staff had suffered from. Now, it turns out that The Guardian, the UK newspaper, used the FOIA, the Freedom of Information 
access system in the US to find out exactly what the US government knew about the supposed attack upon the diplomats. And the answer is not much. Not much, no. Lots of suspicion. Um, lots of suspicion, you know, was Cuba up to something in the inaugural? But if Cuba, if it wasn't Cuba, then who then, was it? Yeah, who was it? But uh, basically a whole lot of nothing. And indeed, there was a Cuban investigation as well into these attacks. And they also, basically, they came up with that it was, there, was not, there, there wasn't enough in common, all the people who were reporting different things, th there was nothing in common among them. Um, and... The only common factor that, that seemed to unite them all was having been told by their government that they had been the victim of, a, of some sort of attack. Yeah, so basically the Cuban investigation seems to go, this is a mass delusion. Mm -hmm. People were falling ill normally at the embassy, but they were being told by their government they were under attack which then made them think that their various different symptomologies must be related, leading to a kind of feedback effect where as soon as anyone fell ill, they were falling ill according to the attack as opposed to just falling ill. Mm, so it looks like this may have been a bit of a, bit of a, a fuss about nothing. Yeah. Um, now, local news. You may recall a local politician... Oh, hey, is he a politician anymore? Who he's, he's still he's still co-leader of the Greens. I thought he in confidence down. and support. Oh. No, no, James, James Shaw is still co-leader of the Greens. I'm thinking of Russell Norman or something. Yeah, uh, so, uh, local politician James Shaw got punched in the face a while ago, and this is conspiracy. Obviously, it's news when an MP is assaulted on the street. It's conspiracy news because the guy uh, had had made some com uh, comment on uh, UN migration pact and appeared to believe in. The, so basically, uh, a conspiracy of... theory that the government of New Zealand, Aotearoa had signed up to a UN agreement to basically make the country less white. Mm. Uh, and, it, you know, and that sort of thing all gets very New World Order, Article 21-ish and so on and so forth. But um, uh, the fella um, who did it... Uh, went to court? Go, went to court and is now going to prison, uh, although apparently mostly he was given a prison sentence because he refused being uh, electronically monitored. Yes, so. so the initial judgment was... You can have home detention, With an ankle but bracelet. home detention requires an ankle bracelet. The person in question went, I don't want no ankle bracelet, which makes me think that maybe they're also scared of being monitored in general. Mm. So they're being put in prison instead. So this isn't a case of someone being forced into prison by a harsh sentence. It is someone who is choosing prison rather than electronic monitoring and home detention. Mm. But what's interesting was that despite the fact that when he was punching James Shaw repeatedly, he was talking about... About migration. Now he claims the reason why he punched an MP was because his wife had had a miscarriage, mm, and he was just he was he was he was stressed and and really worried about yeah. abortion. Yep. So I'd... now abortion is a tricky thing to talk about in it our is. situation. Abortion is not the hot topic that it is in the US. It's not not a hot topic, but certainly nowhere to the yes, extent. Yes, it's, it's a widely misunderstood topic in our policy, mm. I think it's fair to say. Most people think we have abortion on demand, and we don't. Most people, when they hear we don't have abortion on demand, think we should have abortion on demand. So people who are very agitated about abortion actually tend to be the pro-abortion camp rather than the pro-life camp. Mm. And this is a pro-lifer who was also, from the looks of it, someone who was very worried about immigration, but realizing that the immigration angle 
kind of makes them look bad and thinks that they can justify punching the MP by talking about their wife having a miscarriage instead. Yes, I don't know. It is very weird, but it is basically the end of the story. Mm. James Shaw is fine. He's back in Parliament. He has not resigned. Josh and not know. Who am I thinking of? The you green, might be thinking of the Jack McDonald, who was the one who resigned because Russell Norman isn't left enough. Ah, maybe that's um, yeah, the yeah. person whose name starts with a J. Maybe I just saw that story. And anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we do have more local news, though. We're back on the 1080 thing. 1080, the uh, local po- poison used to control local wildlife, which a lot of people aren't particularly fond of, but um, tend to come up with some spurious uh, reasoning. Yes, so basically a while back, a... Well, actually, I suppose the full story is, a while back there was a quite concerted effort by anti-1080 groups in Aotearoa, New Zealand, to make 1080 look bad. Mm. So this started off with a whole bunch of kea, one of our endangered native birds, dead kea being left on the steps of Parliament, the claim was these kea had died by ingesting 1080. In theory, 1080 shouldn't be affecting bird populations. It's a mammalian poison mm-hmm. rather than one which affects birds, although with the right dosage, a bird can die from 1080. But the standard wisdom for this is that's very unlikely and a kind of acceptable loss given the benefit of getting rid of mammalian predators in the bush. It should be pointed out as a side note for people who know nothing about the fauna of Aotearoa New Zealand. We do not have native native mammals outside of the bat. And dolphin, I suppose, but you don't they find don't any of them in the bush. Yeah, they no. don't tend to live in, in no. the bush. They're more a water, aquatic well, Generally, yes. Generally, yeah. So basically, mammals are a great threat to our native wildlife, which is they're all introduced, which is why we're trying to get rid of them. So the claim is, in theory, 1080 shouldn't be affecting birds. This group said, look, these kea were killed by 1080. And then it turned out the kea were killed by being bludgeoned to death on the head with a stick. Which was a little bit dodgy. But um, We've talked about that yeah, before, but yeah. what's new is... Our rats. Dead rats. Dead rats. 680 which is actually of kind them. of what we want, our dead rats. But well, not yes. dead rats in the location mm. where the dead rats were found. Yes, so there are a whole bunch of uh, rats washed up on a wet port, Westport beach... Um, and the claim was that these rats uh, had been killed by 1080 poison at a, in a forest quite some distance away and then had been washed down there from floodwaters. And it was like, well, if, so if that's true, if they'd been killed by 1080, then this is a big deal because that means 1080 is escaping from the areas where it's being from dropped and it's supposed, to be, supposed yeah. to be you know, tightly controlled and so on. And um, animals which have been poisoned by 1080, the 1080 remains in their system, so it can be a problem if other animals eat the corpses of the... You know, so it, it, it could be a deal if um, poisoned animals were, were being washed far, far away. But... It is somewhat continuous as to how these rats actually died. Yes, so this story starts with a mysterious lab report provided to Flora and Fauna of Aotearoa and Clean Green New Zealand, two separate groups. Now, Both of whom are anti-1080. They are. And they released these findings to the media, and the findings clearly indicated that the rats had consumed 1080 and there was enough 1080 left in their systems that anyone who predated upon their corpses would also suffer from 1080 poisoning. So you're talking cats, 
dogs and other animals, basically pets within a residential area who would have had slow and agonizing deaths. Yeah. And they were going, this is evidence that we need to stop using 1080 and find some kind of more humane alternative. Story's not that clear, though, is it, Joshua? No. Well, so people said, so you've got this lab report. Um, what, what, what lab did it come from? And they said, we're not going to tell you. No, we're not going to tell you who the lab is at all. We're just going to give you the results. We also have a pet scientist over here who will endorse those results. Did he? Uh, no. He said, well, I, I don't know where, what lab they came from, so until I do, I can't endorse those results. Sorry. And indeed, other scientists who looked at the lab results went, the procedure here seems ever so slightly unorthodox, and also the science seems ever so slightly not scientific. Mm. Um, so local website, the spin-off, has been reporting on this, and um, the most recent one, the most recent story on it, um, has been talking about... Um, Dr. Nick Wall, who's a chemist from Timaru, um, who has been involved in, in some questionable science in the past. He tested a lake bed for DDT poison, uh, found what looked to we be... We manufactured D mm. DDT in this country. Thanks, America. Looked uh, and so found what appeared to be evidence that this lake, local lake, was being used as a toxic dump site, but then no one else could replicate his findings. Um, he's also made other claims that... that he, he's made claims that have been failed to be substantiated, and it was the suspicion was that he was behind this claim, which has so far been unsubstantiated. But now he denies this. He denies it. He denies this quite strongly. Mm. Flora and, indeed, and fauna legal action yeah, of Aotearoa says no, not involved. But I believe there are some unredacted results. Well, yes. So the um, the lab result was supplied as a, a redacted PDF, but. Um, it was possible if you just if you just do a select all copy and then paste it into a Word document that gets rid of the redactions. And one of the things redacted was the name of the lab supervisor, or rather the initials of the lab supervisor, which are N W. Hmm. So could be a coincidence. Could be. Could and be. indeed, according to Nick Wall, definitely totally is. is. Yeah. So yes, I mean we have a basically a repeat of something we've seen before a bunch of times. Uh, we have people claiming that 1080 is more dangerous than the government is willing to let on, and yet the evidence they offer for that so far has been wanting. It has. So it's a rather interesting story, and I suspect we'll probably have an update whenever we do the news again, mm. which probably will probably be in the not, new year. Yeah, yeah, probably sometime in January, mm. because of course there will be the standard end of year hiatus. Oh, yes. Beginning of year, rest also of hiatus. Mm. Right. Okay. So we're into Trump. We have the Trump jingle. Yep. Let's, Trump jingle? Let, let's jingle our way into Trump land like this. A few days ago, I called the fake news the enemy of the people, and they are. Right. Now I'm just going to look at the time here. I'm giving us ten minutes. No more than ten minutes to talk about Trump. There's a whole bunch of things we could say, but I think we need to economise because there's just just too much. Quite frankly, where do you want to start? Let's start with the impeachments. Well, that's the main thing. So, we, uh, you, well, actually, I, mean, probably... I should point out technically the public impeachment hearing is only just about to start. Mm. And there's been two documents released one from the Democrats, Trump should be impeached, one from the Republicans, everything Trump did was fine, it's okay. 
which does show that this is going to be a very partisan impeachment. Mm. But then again, haven't they all? Well, yes. Um, so we've we've so in these so what 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 have they been so far? Pre-impeachment hearings or something? Fact I suppose you might call them in our system their evidentiary mm. hearings. You're getting the evidence required to then level a charge, right? So in these hearings, we've we've seen lots of people. Uh, we, it seems like every week there's been a, a new name for us to learn. There was uh, Gordon Sondland, who was the ambassador to the European Union. Um, so he he gave his evidence and um, basic and, and eventually recalled a conversation that that basically eventually eventually recalled. So yeah. there's a very nice clip online where. Sondland is complaining about the lip he's getting from one of the people in the evidential hearings. And the politician in question goes, yeah, just let me point out to you right now, this is the third time you've been in front of us. And yes, it's great you're telling us the truth now, but it's taking you an awful long time to get it with a lot of clarifications after previous hearings. So don't complain about me pressuring you about these things. You've actually not been very forthcoming in the past. Mm. Um, so yes, he now recalls a conversation um, with a top advisor to the Ukrainian president in which Sondland himself said, so he recalled, he, he managed to recall a thing that he himself uh, said the resumption of the Brilliant USA... Brilliant memory this mm. man. This is why Trump appoints these people. Mm. They're the best people, best memories. Uh, the resumption of the USA would likely not occur until Ukraine provided the public anti-corruption statement that we had been discussing for many weeks. So again, it's sort of evidence for the whole sort of the quid pro quo thing that we're trying to establish. Now, how, um, how did Trump take this testimony? Uh, quite well, as I recall. Very happy with it. Just relaxed and his usual, usual chilled out self. See, that's not true. No, it's He not. had a really big notepad with Sharpie-related mm. notes, and basically the best thing that came it, out of nothing, it... I want nothing, I want nothing. There was no quid pro. Yeah. The best thing that came out of it was someone singing the notepad in the style of Morrissey. Oh, yeah, it's several now, people. Yeah. I don't like Morrissey. He's an awful human being and an even worse vegan. But things in the style of Morrissey are hilarious, mm. and I'll support those. Yes. Was it Patton Oswalt who got the ball rolling? He was the one I saw retweeting these things. I think he might have been the first person to say He certainly helped popularise it, but I'm not entirely anyway, sure of the cos it was very cosmology. Um, so, uh, so we had Sondland, we had uh, Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, who testified against Trump and then immediately started getting sort of smeared all over the place now, and trying to make Vindman it sound like he was a double agent. A either a Ukrainian national or descended from Ukrainian nationals, has ties purple heart in the US military, was listening in on the call as a Ukrainian expert. And he was going, yeah, uh, the transcript that you heard is not quite what happened. That's the best version of the event. What really happened is a lot worse. The retaliation for Vinman testifying was losing his seat on the National Security mm. Council. And lots of people on Fox News trying to insinuate that he's some sort of Ukrainian double agent and his true loyalties lie there. Which then had some people saying, yeah, he, he's a wound, he's a war veteran with a purple heart. It's, I thought we weren't supposed to attack those guys. In the old but... days, you didn't. Mm. Now, talking about attacking people, hospital. hospital. That's where people go when they're being attacked. Generally, Why yes. was Trump in hospital? Ah, right. Yeah, because something that isn't actually anything to do with impeachment. Lovely. Yes, no. So Trump, as you've heard, as you probably heard... Um, had a, had a mysterious visit to hospital. It was 
Um, unexpected, unexpected. Unplanned. It was unannounced. Supposedly, Melania only found out about it afterwards. Um, and the, so the the official version was he his um, his annual physical, which isn't due until sometime next year. They were just sort of getting in a bit early, just doing some of the usual tests ahead of it, so that they didn't have to do them when when it's properly due. Now, this is not how medicals work. Generally, no. You don't tend to do part of your medical on one day and then the other part a month later, because the whole point about a medical is working out your state of health at one particular point in time. It'd be a bit mm. like saying, we'll do the medical on my right arm today and my right arm in three weeks' time. Mm. That doesn't work. Yeah, so immediately there were a, a variety of conspiracy theories around what might have happened. Some people said, you know, this, this shows Trump is seriously ill and they're trying to hide it. Some people said this is laying the groundwork for um, should the impeachment all go unfavorably towards Trump to for him to resign due to medical reasons some you know there's them saying oh look see look he was already the the signs were already showing before it's not retiring because of impeachment it's because he's not he's not well yeah so, so basically you one... show that he's been going to the doctor for a while mm. now as we saw back in November and it's got to the point now where we have to go he's probably not fit enough to continue being president so we'll allow the vice president to take control, one Pence. Mike Pence. Mike Pence, who will probably give former President Trump a pardon, and it's all going to be fine. Yes. Now, of course, the, the, these conspiracy theories are fairly baseless at the moment. There's also the, um, the InfoWars version, which is that... Uh, Trump's food taster, which apparently is a thing. Well, yep. I, I, I understand it's not like, well, the, sorry, it's not like the, in, in the court of yeah, a king. Yeah. But... The chef who's in charge of the mm. White House kitchen is also the person who tastes the food. Yep. So they are technically a food taster, even though their primary job is actually being yep. a cook. So supposedly his taster had taken ill and may have been poisoned, and so Trump was rushed off to, to make sure that he hadn't been poisoned also. But then again, I believe there's no evidence for that claim. No, either. it's a unsubstantiated InfoWars story based upon an anonymous source. And as we know about InfoWars, they're not the most reliable people when it comes to any form of reporting. No, no. So all we know is that he had a, um, he had a medical appointment of some sort, and none of the explanations as to exactly why he did that appear to be adding up at the moment. Um, so, how much? How, I've, I've, we have three minutes left by my count. What else do we have? We have oh, Roger, Roger Stone. Stone. We Roger cannot Stone. talk. We can't. We can't avoid talking about the most dapper man in American politics, the Penguin of the American Republican race, mm. Roger Stone. Roger Stone, who who no lies has a tattoo of Nixon on his back. Yes, that is not Richard a lie. Nixon's that is actually true. Is tattooed on his back. Why would you make that up, quite frankly? Why would you have Richard Why would you Nixon? do it in the yeah, first yeah. place? But it's, I mean, there are so many questions here. Mm. So yes, he's been found guilty of being a liar. Yeah. Um and and uh, where prosecutors accused him of telling lawmakers five different lies related to WikiLeaks and Assange. So this is going back to more election interference stuff, not Ukraine stuff. Um, and yeah, he's he's been sent down. Um, soon to be follow well, possibly soon to be following him. Uh, we have old uh, Devin Nunes has got in trouble. The Noonster. The Noonster. Um, but what I I. I we talked about this in the right, page so thing. This and is I a Rudy Giuliani thing. So 
two, well, actually three of Rudy Giuliani's compatriots into the investigation of the Ukraine are under charge at the moment for collusion with Ukraine and the Trump campaign. One of them is this guy called Lev Parnas. Mm. Lev Parnas was sent to the Ukraine by Rudy Giuliani to investigate the whole Hunter Biden thing. Turns out that Devin Nunes or Nunes, because we've never been sure exactly how to pronounce his name, has been in contact a lot with Lev Parnas about the Ukrainian investigation. Devin is threatening to sue people who make claims he's associated with it, but the phone records are now out showing he's been in contact with him, including him calling Parnas, and not just Parnas calling him, which means that we now have a direct link between the Republican chair of the evidential hearings about Trump being in contact with the people doing the very bidding that's being investigated by this particular committee, which threatens to impeach Trump for that activity. Mm, so a massive conflict of interest, uh, if this is if this Indeed. is out. Mm. So not looking so great for the Devster. And, uh, and even Giuliani himself, we saw in the, over the past week or two, Trump sort of distancing himself a little bit from Giuliani. Um, Leading to the most bizarre insurance claim of all time. Yes, so I mean, it, so it started, uh, Trump was talking to Bill O'Reilly, I believe, and O'Reilly said, so did you send Giuliani to Ukraine to talk about this stuff? And he said, and Trump said, no, 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 I didn't do it. I don't know why he went over there. He has a lot of he clients. He has a lot of clients, some in Ukraine, and definitely appeared to be trying to distance himself in the way that we've seen him distance himself from other people who've then ended up uh, in jail or, or being found guilty of, of other things. Uh, and then, yes, Giuliani basically said he, he, has, he has insurance quote unquote, if he if he ends up going down and sort of implied that the insurance is dirt on the Bidens, which is odd because the whole thing has them, been them trying to cook up dirt on the Bidens. And so surely if he had that, he would have released that by now and wouldn't be holding it. It didn't, didn't make a lot of sense. It made as much sense as his claim about active FBI agents investigating Hillary Clinton, where it turns out that Giuliani is now claiming that when he made that claim, he wasn't talking about agents who are active in the FBI investigating Hillary Clinton. He was referring to ex-agents of the FBI who are retired, who are still physically fit, right. and thus are active agents of the FBI, and really appreciates that it was a very confusing thing for him to say, but when you actually explain it this way, it makes complete sense. Perfect sense. As much sense as anything, I think. Makes no sense These at all. These topsy-turvy times. Oh, look at that. Oh, we went two minutes over. Oh, well, that's okay. We've come to the end, I think. We have. We that have was no the more news material. update for mm. November. Delivered Slash early. Mm. So there you go. And that's, that's all the news you're getting out of us for this Bacook! year. But plenty more chicken noises, as many as you can well, handle. unless you're a patron. Mm. There's probably more yes. news for you. Although not this, not week, this week, because... No. As you may be aware, or maybe not, because we may have only discussed this in the Patreon episodes, when we do a news episode, we do a content episode for our patrons. And this week, we're talking about the exciting topic of Soviet sovereign citizens. Mm. Now, we could explain what Soviet sovereign citizens are now, but 
We don't, we're not we're going, not going to because we're saving that for our patrons. Now, so if, if you donate to... us a dollar a month, you get the Ooh. exciting topic and you get the exciting news updates between exciting topics. So for a dollar or more, you can give us more a month, you get exciting content and, of course, you get our love. We definitely like all of our listeners and we definitely don't love appreciate you. We your, don't love your, your you. listenership, but no, it's not, it's not the same. No, no. We love, we love our patrons. I mean, we really love our patrons. Mm. I kind of wish we wouldn't sometimes, I think, but it's too late. It's much too yeah. late. Fortunately, when you join, there's a contract and mm. there are consequences. Bodily fluids, it's, yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's the end of this episode. We're going to go off and record a patron one. If you're a patron, you might go off and listen to that patron one once you're done listening to this episode. No, otherwise, um, I guess we will see you next week. Any final comments slash clucking like a chicken? Well done. been listening to the podcaster's guide to the conspiracy starring josh addison and dr mrx dented which is written research recorded and produced by josh and m you can support the podcast by becoming a patron via its podbean or patreon campaigns and if you need to get in contact with either josh or m you can email them at podcastconspiracy at gmail.com or check their twitter accounts monkey fluids and conspiracism December was a night.